Let's read uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 1. It'll be up on the screen if you'd like to follow on with us. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in, in, in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. What we'll do now is we'll spend a few moments just reflecting on Christmas. Now, it's good to be here on Christmas Eve, isn't it? It's great to be here. It's good to be here around Christmas time. Merry Christmas. Are you excited about it? Are you over it already? There was more nods yes than no then, just so you know. Hey, kids, are you excited about Christmas? Parents, are you? That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too shabby. All right. You see, every Christmas we gather together to remember what it's about. And it's really just quite simple. It's about God himself being born to save the world. God becoming flesh, Jesus, coming into the world to save the world. That's the simplicity of this great message And what we're trying to do today, just for a few moments, is to kind of make sense of that and what relevance it has to us. And you may have guessed the way that we're doing that this year. We're thinking about joy. We're thinking about how Christmas is about joy. And really, when it comes to joy, what it actually is, Christmas, is an invitation. You are invited to see that Christmas is God saying, you can have joy that I want to give you. You're invited to receive real joy. 
I don't know if you noticed um, in that reading, just two verses, verses 10 and 11. They'll come back, put them back up on the screen. We see them there. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. Yeah, right. Your shepherd's in a field and an angel rocks up and says to you, don't be afraid. You're going to be afraid. But he says, don't be afraid because actually what we have is good news. We have good news that brings great joy. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. It is good news at Christmas because it actually brings joy. See, the angels come and they shout out that the whole message of Christmas is that it's giving you joy. That's what it is. That's what is spectacular about Christmas. Who wouldn't like a little bit more happiness? Is there anyone in this room who wouldn't like happiness? No? We like a bit more, don't we? Christmas is supposed to be all happy, happy, joy, joy and fun. We know it doesn't always end out that way. We, we don't go on holidays in summer going, you know what, I really want to go on holidays so I have a really bad time and it's really sad and I don't enjoy myself. We go to have fun, to enjoy the company of those we go with because we would like to have joy. Christmas morning, sometimes though, starts with great joy and excitement as the presents got all, all unwrapped and, and then you kind of get overwhelmed and overexcited and then one of the toys breaks and there's tears... And sometimes the kids in my house get sad and cry as well. But that's funny because it's true. Now, you see, but the thing is with joy is I think joy, we're kind of a little bit like this. We can't actually do this picture, but I think inwardly this is what it's like for us. No one can pull that face. But I think sometimes we have joy and great sorrow and they're together. We feel burden, we feel sad, we feel hard hard things are going on in our life. And the problem with with joy that we search for is every time we seem to grab it and it's good, it kind of seems to slip through our fingers. Now Katie tried to find joy in the weirdest of places with Google, but if you actually did a proper search of Google and looked for happiness, you'll find thousands and thousands of self-help books, blogs, uh, people giving all sorts of advice on how you find happiness. Probably because we really want it, but we struggle to grab onto it. Christmas is an invitation to a real profound joy that's different to the joys and the good joys that we have, the fun that we can have and the relationships that we have. Christmas is a deeper, profounder joy. And so just for a few more minutes, I just want to let let us think about three ways in which Christmas is real joy. The first one is, is that it's larger. You see a picture on the screen there, a larger. Now what's that a picture of? Grand Canyon. Has anyone been to the Grand Canyon? Wow, I wasn't expecting that many people. Was it big? Really big. It's ridiculously big. I would love to go see the Grand Canyon. I haven't been there yet. I'd really love to go. But I think in my mind it's big. But I think Anstey Hill is big, just around the corner. And I can't get my head around how big the Grand Canyon is when I think Anstey Hill is big. It's a much larger perspective. It has 446 kilometres of river, 
29 kilometers wide. It's 1.9 kilometers deep. It is large. And I think the joy that we see at Christmas is that larger perspective. See, when we watch the news, or if we're willing to consider the world just for a moment, I think we can't help but realise, even though there's lots of great things, the world kind of lets us down. It's so broken. I don't think it's too outrageous for me to say that we could say the world sometimes just kind of does suck a little bit. It's so disappointing. We see heartache in war. We see terrorism knocking on our door, not just out there. We have countries fighting with each other. We have pain. And then we just think to the lucky country that we are. What a great city that we are blessed to be living in. And yet there are people near us, around us. The joy for them at Christmas is maybe to have a piece of bread and a little bit of meat. The larger perspective, when we see that the world is that big and realise as we see in that verse that we read, that the joy that Jesus comes for is to deal with all of that for all people. That he has come as the Lord. That his saving is to deal with the larger perspective. He has come. Christmas is not just a warm kind of fuzzy, angsty hill kind of Christmas. It's a larger Grand Canyon type of joy. It's a much larger perspective. But not only is Christmas larger, I think it's actually deeper. As we see, our second point there, it's deeper. It's just a picture of the Milky Way because as we, as we delve into space and we see more and more how spectacular the universe is, how big and deep and far it goes, we discover so many amazing things. As we go down into the ocean and find out how amazing the world is that we have no way of living in, is so profound. We kind of see that I think the joy that Jesus offers at Christmas is that kind of deep, deep meaning. You see, it's not only that the world is a problem, is the problem is for us is that Jesus came to save us. That we're kind of isolated and disconnected. Have you ever in your life felt like you're not quite feeling like you connect with people? Even those of you who are really good at relationships, unlike me and not awkward, you've probably even had those times. All of us kind of have those moments where we feel disconnected and they're just really a shadow of our bigger problem of being disconnected from God. Where we've turned away from Him. And God is saying, I don't want that disconnection. I don't want you to be a rebel towards me, to ignore me. I want to rescue you and give you real joy. That's what the Christmas message is. And so it doesn't actually happen just because there's a baby in a manger. That's not where the profoundness is. It's that he came, lived a perfect life. He healed people. He dealt with those who were downtrodden with love and grace. He told people as he was doing these things, I have come for everyone to have a relationship with me and to bring in my kingdom. And then he came and he did that by the death on the cross. That's what he did. Christmas joy is deeper because it's God coming to say, I am doing something that is so profound, that is so deep. 
I am taking your place. Your disconnection from me that you can't fix up, I am God, the Lord of the universe, and I want to step into your shoes. I want to take what you you have put yourself in and take it on myself so that we can be reconnected together. Deeper joy, larger joy is Christmas. And lastly, as we wrap up, is that Christmas joy is lasting longer. It is so great to know that God is saying there is a joy that won't slip through your fingers. There is a joy that's not going to end. See, as I said, holidays can be fun and relaxing and no one goes on a holidays hoping for a bad time. If you do, you've probably got to work some things out. But if you go for a holiday, there's one thing you do know. And if you're like me, usually somewhere around the last week of your holidays, you go start to go into grumpy mode because you know you've got to go back to work. You've got to go back to school. It ends. The good times. But God's promise at Christmas, why joy is great, it's lasting because it goes forever. The reconnection he promises is into all eternity. It is that spectacular. One of the great things about the Bible is the message of joy goes throughout the whole Bible. It's a theme that you can trace all the way through. And as you get to the end, God wants to show us the picture of all eternity where there's new heavens and a new earth. And he says in the last book of the Bible in Revelation, I heard a loud voice from the throne of heaven saying, this is John who wrote this letter saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And then the next verse we read, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things have passed away. The promise of Christmas is amazingly, this baby born in this backwater place is the Lord of all who saves you and I and gives us life forever where there is no pain and suffering where there is just joy and contentment. And it's because you're with God who brings you into a relationship with him, connected deeply and profoundly with him. That is why Christmas is so spectacular. It is larger, it is deeper, and it lasts forever. That is real joy. So I want to end uh, where we started. That you are invited that I'm not inviting you to anything today. The Christmas story is God inviting you to receive his joy. And you don't receive it by then going, right, oh, I'm going to be a good person. You receive it by taking his precious gift on yourself and thanking him for what he has done. Maybe this Christmas is the Christmas where you consider real joy. That's why Trinity Grove exists. That's why we've been going for a couple of years because we love a relationship with Jesus and anyone who wants to consider it, no matter their walk of life, we, we love people to come and join us. That's what we're going to do over summer. 
We're looking at a book in the Bible uh, called Philippians, where that Paul who wrote to this place in Philippi, he wanted them to not worry about their pain and suffering or what was going on. He wanted them to go, you know, no matter what, whatever's happening, you can still have joy. You can still rejoice. And so that's what we're going to do over summer. And you could join us. We'd love you to. We love helping people think about why Jesus matters. You maybe would like to take um, one of Luke's Gospels uh, that are in, on the table in the foyer and, and read that over summer. But for all of us and for many of us who do love Jesus, can I encourage you this Christmas to remember the deep, the large and the everlasting joy you have because Jesus came and brings great news of great joy. Let me pray and then we're going to continue uh, with an item from the band. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful evening that we can share together. We thank you that we can spend some time out having some fun uh, with some food and the kids are doing some craft and and all the other things that were going on. And Father, we especially thank you because those things have even ended just tonight. We thank you that we've just considered real joy, that your son has come and gives us life. Help us all to consider that. And we do uh, pray that this Christmas will be a time of great joy. We pray for those in which Christmas is a time of heartache and difficulty. We do pray that they will be able to have people around them who can support them, uh, provide for them. And even more, Lord, we pray that you can be the source of real joy for those struggling and for all of us here and for the world. We thank you for the joy of Jesus. Amen.